great. Uh, I use it. Yeah, it's been a couple of years now that I've been doing that more. Just like, all right, yeah, because once you discover, it, it's like, oh, why haven't I been doing this all along? This is so much easier for anything with text. Even like I find like making labels or things are easier in InDesign. check them out one day but it's just like the amount of content has slowed down so it's cool anyway um welcome back to another episode of the pot uh the welcome back to another episode of the icy pixels podcast you're joining us live already recording for another episode um thanks for listening uh this is episode number <laughs> 52 i think yeah um yeah so today um we want to talk a little about a little bit about logo design. So recently, I know um, this happened a while back, but I just found out about it because I'm not I don't stay in the news. <laughs> logo you design your, news. Your finger to the pulse of what's happening in. Yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with the state the culture, the state of the design culture <laughs> or whatever. Oh, ooh, we should make that show the state of design <laughs> culture. But um. Yeah, so Staples changed their logo. So I found the, I found out about it because I had to go on their website for something, and I noticed like I was clicking through parts of their site and noticed some of it had like slightly different branding on it, and then I noticed their logo had changed, and I was like, "Wow, that is trash." Um, I I think their old logo was better. I'll say that. <laughs> um, so they've changed their logo, so it's just like it's a it's the shape of a staple, but it's like an unused staple. So it kind of looks like a desk or a letter N or yeah, a desk or like a, like a bracket, like for your a modern desk. I'll yeah. Very modern desk. But I, I looked at, uh, I was reading up about like the design process or whatever they thought was a good idea. And it's just, I don't know. I don't think it looks good because it, it, the, my concern with it is it's easy, easily could be confused as just, a thing like oh that was your logo i thought that was just like a mark you made on the yeah like it's good blend, I mean, with, blend with other stuff i think it only works because their name is so such an obvious thing mm-hmm. it's like it's such an obvious object i mean if their name the main the company was like i don't know what's the name what's a random name of a company <laughs> um paper clips well no just a rent uh let's say boggle if that was the name of your company, mm-hmm. but you're all about office supplies and you put that there, I'd be like, I wouldn't understand what that meant. The um, yeah, I could say like as soon as I saw it, it was obvious what it was for. I mean, like yeah. how, how they came up with that. However, it's still to me, it's not obvious. It's not clearly like a design element. It's not a strong design element. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, it's not like something I can like, oh, okay, we'll just put this here. Like, you know, like we talked uh, a few episodes ago, we talked about like Slack's new logo and how it had some things that you could actually use as uh, design elements and like a repeated pattern or whatever. 
But yeah. uh, Staples logo, I could see how you can use it. And so they have some examples on this website I was looking at. But oh, with like the chair behind it, yeah, I, that's kind of cool. But yeah, I see what you mean. It's kind of like it's just a bracket. Yeah, it, and it doesn't have any. I would say, I guess the staple doesn't have any personality to it. Yeah, because before it had, you know, it being bent, it's like, oh, okay, that's what you, you know, it had a little bit of personality to it. Mm-hmm. Now it's like a shape next to. I mean, and then the font they have now doesn't make me feel anything either. So it's just two things next to each other. That. So we'll put a link to this article in the. Uh the article I just sent you while we were recording in the uh, show notes, but they're actually the Canadian version of the Staples logo is way better in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, Cause they have the the two staples, like they have two staples side by side. It's kind of like a bracket basically. Um, And Oh, that whole thing with the red. Okay. Yeah. I actually like that one better. And it looks better because the font is better in my opinion, like the Mm -hmm. lowercase or lowercase and, I don't know. It's just better. So I thought that was interesting that they changed it. I'm curious how much they paid someone to do that because, uh, yeah, I would, yeah, it's pretty lame in my opinion. I mean, it, you know, I I will say, I mean, it has the potential to grow on me. Mm -hmm. Um, when it's presented as like, they have this video of this guy and it's just like a red circle with a staple in it. Then it's more interesting to me. Mm -hmm. But just in the logo, the way it is, it doesn't look feel interesting to me at all. Um, I don't know. It has a potential. It may grow on me a little bit. I don't know. But I do. I just wish like the staple had like a little, you know, a little something to it. Yeah, just a little personality to it. And I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Or maybe they could have made it like sharp or something like that at the end. Just something to give me a little bit more than just a shape. Some, well, that's one of those things. Like as a designer, I want to make it clear. Like I want people to see like when they look at something I designed. They, not just like, designers. Oh, you got to use Illustrator. Yeah, like, oh, he didn't just <laughs> take the the symbol that's next to the P and turn it on the side. Like, he did more than yeah. that. He did more than just <laughs> like, press one character, yeah. flip, rotate uh, horizontally or whatever it is, rotate uh, 90 degrees or whatever. Yeah. And so I want to, I mean, even I would... if it's like subtle things, I want to make it look like that so that when you look at it, you're like, oh, okay, he, he did design this. He didn't just... Like <laughs> to spend five minutes. Yeah. Like okay. I mean, uh, I will say this. I, I I understand that simple is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, that can be difficult to achieve. Like creating something as simple that works. But on the other hand, sometimes I feel like things are designed by people that know how to write papers well. And by that I mean. What they did wasn't that amazing, but they know how to sell it. Mm-hmm. So you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. That's just my thought. <laughs> they may not, they may know how to sell it better than they knew how to design it. Yeah, I'll say like in terms of their branding that I've seen in the past, they were pretty good. So they may be able to do well with this. I don't know, but I just don't think it's an amazing thing because I don't. Feel, to me, I don't feel like it stands alone very well. Because that's the other thing. Yeah, you want to be able to stand alone without if you yeah. don't have wording to go with it, and just that in a circle is kind of plain. 
Yeah, it looks like a frowny face or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, I saw somebody in the comments of one of these articles. They had a picture of uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> with the, <laughs> they stole the logo from Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's what that looks like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that I saw you. Well, you sent me another link. We we're both looking at about logo trends for 2019 and like um like like we were saying right before we started recording it doesn't look like things have changed that much well i don't think um so my personal opinion i don't i don't look at too many of those articles because a lot of times they say the same stuff and a lot of logos they reference are not necessarily real logos for like real companies oh yeah they seem they're like referencing stuff from like a you know some design students work or whatever not not that there's a problem but a lot of times like yeah. major companies but it's like it, it does really work in in the in the real yeah. world like major or this is just something you successful companies aren't changing their logo every year to catch up with the trends or whatever of course no. trends are moving a little slowly it's just like with your clothes like if you were to change your dress every year to match up whatever the new trends are you're gonna spend a whole lot of money, I, and the same thing I would follow uh, recommend as a uh, for a company who has a logo. You don't need to change your logo just because the trend is going different. You can make minor tweaks and stuff like that, just like Staples. Well, not like Staples, but <laughs> if you look at a lot of companies' logos over time, like Google, they went from a, a serif font and they they've gone now to a sans serif, but they kept their colors and all that stuff the same. So I would say um, definitely take the opportunity to look at the trends or whatever where things are going on a macro scale not on like don't look every year and feel the need to contact your designer and change something but if things are trending a certain way you can make gradual changes to your brand but uh yeah because yeah. you may have elements that make you feel dated mm-hmm. i know company i work for there were things like that and i was like all right well we got to get rid of this because that's old technology that's in our logo and that looks kind of yeah you know, <laughs> or just an old style <laughs> like you know it's like all right well that's got to go now so well i think that's another thing um, you got to think about is like uh trying to make your logo somewhat timeless of course like drop shadows were cool like in the early 2000s and stuff like that yeah. but um like well, including that's obvious about technology the... things in your logo like a, a rotary phone or something like that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i mean unless you're i mean there's a way to to flip mm-hmm. that but yeah I don't know, but yeah, you have to work with that. But I would, I would say, I mean, because I, I look at the like the gradients and all the like transparencies people do nowadays. That's an example of something that's not going to last. Yeah, I don't think, and I worry about logos because I sometimes I feel like am I just being kind of old school or something like that by not following that trend of doing a transparency logos and stuff like that, or you're just a crash or what? I mean, designer. I just I, <laughs> I know. But I, I just like I'm just like that's not going. What it, what happens when that phase goes out and your logo is just two circles mm-hmm. that are, like cross over each other? Like how do you turn that into any? I mean, you know, as a designer, of course you can turn you can figure it out. But like you're kind of limiting yourself. Well, that so that's one thing I would say is like it's cool to be able to have your logo so that it can translate in those ways, like the semi flat logos, like the you know the Gmail logo when it's first loading up and stuff like that. It, it looks three-dimensional, but they have a version of it that's 100% flat, too, I'm certain. And then the same thing with, like, gradient yeah. logos. You don't want that to be your... If you're getting a logo design, you don't want that to be the only version you get. You want to get a, a flat version as well. 
And then yeah. if you if the trend calls for popping out the gradient, it's easy to do. But don't make that your only logo. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I've seen some logos, and it's like they're not a unique shape. It's just the gradient or something like that that makes them unique. So you lose that, then you just got a shape. Right. You just got a little cloud right. <laughs> with not, nothing else going on. And it's like, well, that's not, yeah, that's not useful. So I don't know. I mean, that maybe, you know, in a way that's more of an older way of thinking about things. But also, I, you know, I see the merit in it. It's like, well, you know, I, I, I just go back to my fundamentals. Is, is this going to work in black yeah. and white? <laughs> If no, then mm, we need to do something else. Yeah. I mean, you can do all that, the gradients and all that kind of stuff, but first it needs to be work flat. Because, I mean, yeah, you can use some of those elements to cheat it. Well, I'll say the other thing that I've noticed when looking through some of the stuff they're talking about, they talk about like some of the trends that are mentioned. And the, well, two things. I've looked at these periodically and I've looked at them maybe two or three years ago and a lot of the stuff they're saying are trends now were trends then. So it's not like yeah. a lot has changed. So it's, it's changes are gradual, but they talk about like using geometrical shapes, um, using logos with just a single image and like hand drawn logos and things like that. I feel like those things are pretty much always going to work for the most part. Yeah. No matter what is popular at the time, those things they they translate if you do a good logo and it translates it's gonna work so you don't need to yeah. work everything every time something happens um some of the other things that you'll see in these things are like you know retro 80s style logos and using neon colors and all that type of stuff yeah some of those are cool now but it, i think if you're designing for someone you really have to take into account their audience and who they're advertising to and how long they want to be able to use this logo or whatever it is that you're designing because a lot of this applies not just to logo design but just design in general like there's a lot of 80s themed yeah. stuff going on now yeah I mean well yeah because once you fall in, go into trends like that then yeah that's uh, you can kind of pigeonhole yourself unless it's like your company it's that's their whole vibe mm-hmm. is that but I mean yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was thinking about it. Like, I wonder why, if part of the reason why we haven't seen drastic changes in like logo trends is because things are so universal nowadays. Like, you can see a million different styles for different things right now. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if that's because of you know the internet and the access to our ability to see everything. So it kind of keeps things, certain things, from changing very quickly because nothing is new to us anymore well, yeah. that makes sense yeah. I mean you can make something at home tonight and everybody can see it tomorrow so kind of I mean that may not be a good example but like I was thinking like you know like everyone's getting like those like Chinese symbol mm-hmm. tattoos it's like now nothing is almost like how people say like oh well you used to be able to tell you know you know rap rappers from the south versus the rappers from the north and you know or from the west and stuff like that where it's like a lot of things have kind of mm-hmm. merged where you can't always well, tell things become more homogenous because you can't really hide like everyone everything's on display everyone shares everything so um as soon as yeah. i do something i want to share it and therefore there's no there's no surprise like it's not like i i gotta yeah. go to japan to see the logo for some japanese company nope google the company name and logo and i found it 
Yeah, it's not, yeah, no, they're not. I mean, it's, it's just something I don't know or whatever. But yeah, they're not doing something over there that's like, oh, oh, wow, that's something new, you know, unheard of design, you know, thought process, you know. Right. So, I mean, that that may be why things have kind of changed slowly. Because I mean, I don't, I don't, I know there's been a shift in style over the years. I've witnessed it, but I can't put my finger on exactly when that happened. Or what causes things to stop change in style? I mean, the same with the way people dress and things like that. It's like you can't always mm-hmm. put your finger on it. It's like, wait, when did? I think if you don't you pay know, attention, like, you won't see it. But most of the changes after like your graduate one. I think the, uh, I know we've talked about it in the past, but the uh, the internet has definitely influenced some of the change, in my opinion, because you can have a logo and it doesn't ever need to be printed on anything. Yeah, that's true. Of the, I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, it kind of depends on, but I mean, I don't know. That may be changing because a lot of people are trying to do like, I mean, I've seen stuff, I haven't looked at it a whole lot, but there are online stores that are trying to go mm-hmm. for brick and mortar now, and you know, so I don't know. I think some of that may change, or you know, everybody wants to put it on their t shirt or something like that. I mean. People are always going to want to put their logo on something that's physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, true. Hey, yeah, because I, I haven't come across somebody who's like, no, <laughs> we'll never print this, you know. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess um, something else... I mean, we have we're gonna have to have our episode where we really break down the the uh, political logos. But one in logo news, I saw people. I think it was one of those fake outrage things. People, somebody was trying to get an article off, trying to get a story going, but it didn't really. I don't know. I heard about another like graphic design group they're part of, but um, about mm-hmm. Joe Biden's logo, and like it's so the E just looks like lines it's like stylized lines coming out of the d um which i think looks fine but somebody you know was trying to do a deep dive and they tried to make it this animation on it and they were like oh so the e is red and you can google this and we'll put it in the in the show notes but it's like oh this is a hand and it's, it's reaching out to grope because he caught got caught red-handed when he was you know open your third eye, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things. It was just like, what? what you... No, that's... Nobody else saw that. Um, I actually think it's not a bad logo. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. So he does have a version with where it's Joe with the E with the same thing. And mm-hmm. um, apparently they, they had a problem. Apparently people had a problem with that one. But either way, I don't think it's bad. Um <laughs> that's like saying I mean it's kind of like this now it's on the internet something exists somebody on the internet has a problem with it <laughs> so I don't know it's a weird thing yeah so yeah we'll we'll have to come back to this because we're definitely going to have to have a breakdown of the logos uh, for the election like we did for the last election four years ago that's crazy it's four years ago but um uh, yeah, I think that's one of those things. Everyone's gonna see something and have a problem with it. I don't. I don't see any particular issue. It's not like Joe Biden <laughs> doesn't say Joe Biden for president and inappropriate touching or anything like that. So, 
Yeah. It, I don't know. People, there's people that live for, to find something to talk about. So, <laughs> something to write an article about or, you know, something that will get some kind of clicks because, you know, so I, I don't know. I, I like skimmed over the lo- the art the article about it and was like I don't know I didn't have time mm. for that so <laughs> so have you 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 started using any new uh, tools recently in terms of design no uh, <laughs> um I know a while back we talked about using that one mock-up tool from Adobe the name I name uh, yeah, Adobe XD. I haven't XD. used it recently. Recently, I've mainly been working on stuff with Photoshop and Illustrator and then editing a bunch of podcasts with Audition. Um, I actually want to learn more Audition so I can get faster at that. Oh, and well, the other thing, uh, the speed of workflow. Mm. So I had to design several flyers for people. And sometimes people want, like, uh, I had to design one where it's uh, oops, a schedule for an event. And they wanted a lot of words on it. So back in the day, I would have opened Photoshop and laid out all that text in Photoshop the hard way. Because it was just like paragraphs of text or like a list of things. But, um, and I know better than doing it that way, but that's just how I, I used to always do it that way before I um, started paying for legal copies of Adobe products. And it was like, I don't feel like trying to find a crack for InDesign or whatever. So anyway, I have InDesign now. So uh, the things, the couple things I worked on in the past week, maybe I'll post a picture of them. I uh, instead just used InDesign to do all the text layout. So I just basically designed a simple background and like a header in Photoshop. And then I went into InDesign to do all my text layout and font styles and all that stuff. And I felt like that made it so much faster because Photoshop is trash in terms of like laying out text. It's okay for like short text, but like, yeah. If I had a lot of text and too much around yeah. and format it exactly the same, InDesign is is, is the plug for that. Yeah. So I did that and so much easier. Because there's times when uh, <laughs> one time I was designing something for somebody. This was maybe six, seven years ago. And a bunch of text on it. It was like a flyer. It didn't, well, let's say it didn't have that much text, but it had a, like a paragraph, a good amount of text. And for some reason I had messed something up and rasterized a layer with a typo on it. And then they came back and wanted to change something. Oh, I, like, Crap, I don't want to remake it. this oh, whole thing. Goodness. And so I went in and like erased individual words out of that text layer and retyped them on a layer on top of it, sent it back to them more changes so then i had to do that again and it was it was literally the worst and uh it ended up, it basically it was a non-profitable job for me at that point because i'm like i ended up i never had to remake it but i had to do a bunch of like manual text manipulation to on individual layers so i had a layer with most of the text on it that was rasterized and then i had another layer with other text on it that i needed to change because i was like oh i can just change it real quick and then they hit me back for more changes and that's when the problem started so anyway long story short InDesign, so I want to make sure that I'm uh, using the tools <laughs> appropriately no. and not just using them the wrong way. Now, InDesign is great. Uh, I use it, yeah. It's been a couple of years now that I've been doing that more. Just like, all right. Yeah, because once you discover it, it's like, oh, why haven't I been doing this all along? This is so mm-hmm. much easier for anything with text. 
even like I find like making labels or things are easier in InDesign, and there's a lot of stuff that's easier with in, 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 in using InDesign. <laughs> Especially so that's something I've noticed. Like you have to overcome that fear or that laziness of like I don't want to learn how to use the right tool. I just want to use the tool I'm comfortable with. Yeah, because the tool I'm comfortable with is Photoshop. Well, I'm, I'm comfortable with InDesign now, but I, I can say, like, at the time when I was going through the, these struggles, the tool I was comfortable with was Photoshop. So I was like, I can just whip this up in Photoshop. But I should have instead taken time to, like, Google, hey, how do I do bullets in InDesign? Because oh, <laughs> it's really simple. Oh, sitting there <laughs> doing mint. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, because, like, bullets and numbering and stuff in Photoshop, no fun. Yeah. Well, if they need to change, like you could just manually type them in, but it's not fun. So, um, I think that's an important thing to learn is like just learn the right tool for the job and use the right tool. Because Illustrator has the same issue too. Because I used to design stuff in Illustrator. Mm. I used to do text layout in Illustrator. I don't remember why I was doing it that way. Well, okay, I do remember. It was because they told me I was I was doing an internship and they told me like we need this done in illustrator so i was like okay illustrator yeah so i'm doing a bunch of text layout in illustrator and i'm like wait a minute this can't be the right way but again this was uh probably like 10 years ago or more yeah well and at the time indesign wasn't that great well and now all those programs play well a little bit better together you can easily move one thing from another so like yeah any kind of business cards or anything like that i'm doing it in indesign um yeah so i mean it's yeah yeah, so I used to use, uh, before I got into InDesign, I used to use Quark. I don't even know if that's still a thing. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I used to use Quark Express. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think, yeah. Now that they work well together, it's so much easier. Because I, now I just, I open InDesign, I open Photoshop, yeah. throw my background together, put it on there, do my text. If I need to tweak the background, I just tweak it, save it, and it's automatically updated. Good to go. And they have all those cloud you know you can save so i haven't really i don't really use that that often but i know it's there which i'm sure makes things you know can make things pretty quick when everything's in the cloud and cloud documents and blah 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 and etc cetera, etc cetera. but um i don't know i think it's important to update your tools but um something i just started kind of playing around with today is called click funnels mm-hmm. you heard of that before yep okay yeah so um it's kind of cool. I mean, because you can make landing pages really quick. Um, That's whole... an Adobe thing. No, it's a website. I mean, you can get a like a payment plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's you know you basically it's a website. Basically, you can create little mini websites for people really quick, or for mm-hmm. yourself when you want to create like a landing page without having to you know do it on the website or you know where somebody needs to. They need to link something to, you know, uh, they're doing ads and they need to link link something to a landing page that doesn't have a whole lot of exits so they don't get lost, you know, clicking around your site or anything like that. And it's like stupidly easy to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You do A-B testing and all kinds of stuff. So I just that's something I just started using today. Um, I was just checking that out. Um, it's kind of cool. They have like affiliates program and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
So if you use the coupon code Anthony, you get twenty percent off. <laughs> I'll give you a link. I put a link in there. But no, well, I'm not signed up for it. They they signed up for it at my job, and I don't know. But me, but I could see I see how it can be very useful for a freelancer if you wanted to have a tool that you can put stuff up really quick for people. Yeah, so I've used uh, Mailchimp has a landing page builder tool as well mm. within it. Um, I've used theirs, and then I've used uh, one within WordPress to build a landing page for someone. Um, yeah, very easy to build. It's easier than like trying to. Uh, so one one person I was working with, they had a WordPress website, and they were trying to uh, set up a landing page. And it's like, all right, we could do it this way, but there's tools that are built to do this that actually make it better. Because yeah. I don't mind. I, excuse me. I used to be the person that was all about shoehorning WordPress's capabilities into all types of things it wasn't meant to do. <laughs> like, so yeah. I built sites. I'm trying to think of a good example, but I built a lot of sites with WordPress that probably shouldn't have been built with WordPress. They worked okay, but it was like when a plugin needed to be updated or WordPress was updated, the whole thing could potentially go down, and I'm getting panic calls and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely say familiarize yourself with all, you know, Squarespace, Wix, all of those kind of things. I mean, because, yeah, they make it really easy, which makes it your job as a freelancer easier. Because mm -hmm. people still don't want to do it themselves. They yep. can. It's getting easier and easier for them to do it, but they still don't really want to do it themselves. Have you ever <laughs> so, used uh, Squarespace? Yeah. Okay. So maybe we can talk about this at some other point, but we'll talk about it now for a little bit. Uh, I use Squarespace few years ago and then I used it again uh, like last month on a project I was working on mm. it's almost too easy like it was yeah. it was it was like refreshing to use something that easy because I, I had been building I had been working on a site for an annoying client in WordPress and then I had to do something in, in Squarespace and I was like oh this is like the, in terms of like laying out stuff on the page and stuff like that once I figured out how to do it, it took a little bit but it wasn't that hard yeah uh, I was like, okay, I might need to use Squarespace for some more sites like this because it's just very, very easy to put together, and yeah. and it gives you that you know that trendy web look that everyone wants without yeah. all the confusion and complications of WordPress. Of course, WordPress has gotten better. I will say, yeah, they're, they've they've adapted with their new you know. New, you know, it's annoying if you already have a site, but mm -hmm. if you're starting a new site now on the new Gutenberg and all that, then cool. <laughs> if you're yeah. starting fresh for somebody, then it won't really be a problem. But um, yeah, no, it's. I mean, for me, first time I used Squarespace, it was like, wait, this is yeah, it was, it was too easy. I mean, I was confused because I was like, wait, what? I just I just dragged wait, this over here. That's, that's it. <laughs> it's confusing, <laughs> but um. I don't know. I mean, but it's I don't know. But I mean, yeah, learning all of those and knowing when to use them, and you know, and then that click funnels thing, I would definitely check that out. It's kind of interesting, um, because it uses one of those type builders where you can just drag things into place, and they have all these templates you can use. But yeah, so much easier, especially when you depending on where you work or something like that. If you know the actual website you know, is restricted for security reasons or things like that, but you just need to set up an ad campaign and you don't want to talk to IT, then <laughs> maybe a good good solution. Mm -hmm. Well, I think so. that's where, like, 
of course, as a designer, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I never use Squarespace. <laughs> That's for peasants. Yeah. But um, I think as a designer, um, and someone who also knows like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, all that type of stuff, then it gives you the ability Squarespace and I mean even WordPress and other tools like that. Like some, I've met people that are like, oh, I only code sites from scratch using HTML. Like, okay, cool, but I'm gonna use this thing that makes it a whole lot easier for me. And then, yeah. since I know how to do the code part, I can just throw a little sauce on there to make it where it doesn't look like what everyone else did. Yeah, I find this good that we like we both are like that. We have the understanding of the development side to a certain point. But, like, I know for myself, it's, like, I'm much more of a designer. Like, I can speak the language enough that I can communicate with the developer. Mm-hmm. But I would much rather just design. And I don't need to feel threatened because I can't do everything. Because mm-hmm. if I'm really good at designing, then, you know. Because the developers aren't designers a lot of times. Nope. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I think a lot of times we get stuck in this thing where we feel like we have to do everything and be everything. Where it's like, no, you don't. You can be really good at this thing. And know how to talk to other people, and that creates value. If you know how to visualize a thing, you become a composer. You know, (laughs) a visual composer. Mm, You see what I did there? Yeah, you said something corny. Okay. (laughs) Oh. WordPress joke for those in the biz, as they call it. In the, the biz. industry, I'm known as a visual composer. I have seen people with <laughs> stuff like that on their resume. Like, really? <laughs> but all you know is Photoshop? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's been great. Um, check out the links in the uh, description. Uh, if you want to check out uh, Joe Biden's logo or the Staples logo and the articles we refer to, um, stay tuned because in the next few weeks, we're probably going to come out an episode talking about all the presidential logos uh, for all the 20 something candidates who have announced um, and how bad they are or how good they are mm-hmm. and who, <laughs> who we w- would consider voting for based strictly on the design of their logo. Um, yeah. Any other thing we need to promote? Um, um, no. You see Endgame? It, Probably not. Nah, not yet. I no. was going to watch it tonight, but uh, someone wanted to record a, pod, a podcast. So What? Wah, 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 wah. You weren't going to watch it. thing is three hours long. You weren't about to watch it tonight. No, no, no. <laughs> not like not like after recording the podcast, but I was going to start earlier. But I'll probably, I'll probably try and watch it tomorrow. You're going to start earlier. Wait, are you going or are you just... Eh, we don't need to get into details about how or where I'm going to watch it. Oh. Uh, I thought about going... I, I, we'll work that out later. But... um, <laughs> it's. I would say it's one worth going mm-hmm. and appreciating it on a large screen. Okay. I, I, I think I can find a large screen upon which to watch oh. it. Really. <laughs> you got the projector working? Oh uh, yeah, I, I did, but um, yeah, I, I think I was actually planning to go out and watch it for real though. Um, oh, okay. And then I heard some big Game of Thrones thing happen, but I haven't watched that ever. So, oh yeah. Um, oh, well, I have to find somewhere free to watch it in order to catch up to know what happened. But apparently, 
not that many people died that they wanted to die. So, yeah. It yeah. That's the summary I mean, that I got from somebody. <laughs> Has winter arrived or is it winter still coming? Winter came, yeah, and now it's gone. Oh, that was quick. So it's spring. It's spring out here. Mm, in a way. Okay. All right. Well, really, I've never seen the show, so I, I honestly don't care that much. But now that winter came, it's like I can't say winter's coming to people that know about that show. Yeah, they killed the guy that brought winter. How are you going to be threatening yeah. winter for so so long and then it comes and you get killed? Well, they call winter slipping. Oh, okay. That's never good. Black ice. Get it? Mm. I know there's no black guys in, in Game of Thrones. No, there are black people. Really? At least two. <laughs> <laughs> alright so that's our Game of Thrones summary for this week um, <laughs> you, <laughs> we're going to start a new podcast just about Game of Thrones I'm not serious about that either Yeah. Uh, check out our shop on our website or on Threadless alienmuffin.threadless.com we've got shirts and stuff we need to promote it more um, so we're going to do that one day but that doesn't stop you from purchasing some of our merchandise. It's nice stuff. It looks nice. Um, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back in a while. <laughs>